Glory to Jesus Christ. Blessed feast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate with this vigil the feast of the meeting of our Lord in the temple, or the purification of the Most Holy Virgin Mary, which is part of the reason for the blue vestments instead of gold for our Lord. And it is this feast that we end a cycle of feasts of light with the Nativity, with Theophany, and then now in this feast where we have even the Chaparium. And you even heard in the hymnody of the canon all these themes of light. The Son of Righteousness has come. And it is this particular feast that we are back at the temple, like so many of our feasts, revolve around temple life, temple worship, temple themes. We have waiting Simeon and Anna, both waiting in old age, signs, you would say icons, of Israel, a remnant of Israel, faithful waiting, knowing as Simeon that he was to wait until our Lord, the Messiah, came. And it is in Simeon and Anna, in their faithfulness, day in, day out, we have an icon for us to emulate, because there is, in waiting on God, there's a requirement of Patience, and let's put another word that maybe gets a little bit closer than just patience. Long-suffering, constant renewing that that requires. That Simeon and Anna, you can imagine, as the days become weeks, months, years, as they're longing to see the fulfillment of what the temple stood for, what Israel was called out from amidst the entirety of the people to be the grounds, the root, the stem to give forth the bud of the Theotokos and then the fruit, our Lord, you have in Simeon and Anna a great icon of patience and waiting on the Lord. Because there is nothing, if we are truly attuning ourselves, standing before the temple, waiting on the Lord, we know that our salvation is again not wrought of us, but something that we wait for our Lord to arrive, to bless us, to allow us, even as Simeon did, for us to hold him. One of the themes that flows throughout the service is law. The lawgiver has come the one who gave the law to Moses on Mount Sinai in the darkness has now, in the light, come and revealed himself to Simeon and to all of Israel. We have a troubled relationship with law, because law and God for us get mixed up, or at least we have, there's different ideas about law. You can think about this and how people approach law civilly, and civil law, or criminal law. But with God, we tend to forget 
his commandments, his path of righteousness as law, as the way that we should go. That is the boundaries, the guardrails, the very reason for existence. Because we very often forget or we put on to him that he is distant, kind of maybe rule-obsessed, maybe a, a better way if you remember elementary school or middle school, the worst person to encounter was the hall monitor, the one who's going to tattle on you if you didn't have that pass to go to the bathroom. Maybe you guys didn't have that kind of regime, but there was always, of course it was one of our own, like the kids who gets to rat on the other kids. But it is our, something that I encounter, and I am sure if it's not something you wrestle with, it is something that you maybe know someone who wrestles with this, or that there is this idea that God's looking out to see where you trip up and then strike. God's taking on and fulfilling the law in this feast, as he also did uh, earlier for us in looking at his baptism. It was not his righteousness. He had not sinned to cleanse in the waters of the Jordan. And coming and being received into the temple uh, in fulfillment of the Theotokos, fulfilling also purification right in the Old Testament, this is yet another, the light that he shows us is the light that God is with us, that we have in that phrase that I remember from one scholar, we have Torah in flesh. We have the law with us. Because God's law is holy. This is what Paul says in the Epistle of Romans. You could say the rules or the way in which God made things are holy. And we know, and this is part of this trouble, is that rules in and of themselves, never, we, we don't fulfill them all. We fail. And then a rule book just like if you're going to the doctor and they can look at maybe the, the pamphlet or the pamphlet, the gigantic books and tomes that they have about every particular disease or I'm sure it's not actually books anymore. Uh, but that itself does not give life. That's just a description. That's just uh, pointing to. The law needed to be fulfilled. It needed the fullness of God's presence. The law kills, according to Paul, but God in flesh brought life. You need somebody to actually interpret, bring it to light, show you what it means to be in action. Because otherwise, you just look at the rules or you look at the text and it's just a thing and you just kind of stand before it and you go, I can't do that. And nobody had done it before. Adam, of course, starting off that trend and going throughout the entire life of Israel. The law is a path to God. Look at the Psalms. Here in the hymnody of the church, God's law is holy, but it is not God himself. It does not give life. It points to life. It points to him who fulfills it, who gives it life, because he's the origin, and he's the telos. He's the end of everything of the law. So if you're struggling, or have struggled, or maybe in the future struggle with what it seems like breaking rules and worrying or 
those aspects where it seems like God is just kind of distant and he's commanded what seems to be almost impossible depths of holiness, that he came as one of us not to catch us, not to condemn us as the gospel of John tells us, but to give life, to give abundant life, to redeem, to fill all with light so that those symbols don't become cumbersome, those, the sacrament of the law that points to him is not the end where we just get stuck with ourselves and a rule and just be like, I can't actually fulfill this. That God comes and shows you, I'm beside you, I fulfilled this, I'm going to bring you and we're going to work on how we can fulfill and transform you from the inside out. Let us venerate the law of Moses in flesh, the author, the one who is then held in the arms of Simeon, and that vulnerability that he had in the cave, that he had with the virgin, that we saw in his humility submitting to John the Baptist in his baptism at the Feast of Theophany. Now we see his humility and his complete obedience to the will of God the Father in becoming one of us, residing in the arms of Simeon, and let us patiently wait for him to show us that light. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.